0: al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar Bilmo, presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. In the Rahim of Allah, the Most Gracious, Thank God we praise and thank God and thank Him, And we pray to God from and Allah, who that there is Allah, and that Muhammad, <laughs> Ya ayyuhaladina ama haqqa haqkatu qatih wala ta mutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah wa ta'ala alone. We seek his help, his assistance and guidance in all things. He whom Allah wa ta'ala guides, there is none that can misguide him, and he whom Allah wa ta'ala leads astray. There is none that can guide him except through the will and permission of Allah wa ta'ala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul muttalib al hashemi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind, O oh you who believe. Fear Allah, fear Allah as He deserves to be feared, And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbi sadri wa amri wa min lisani yafqahu Alhamdulillah, <laughs> this is lesson 27 in our reading of al Tafsir. But before we start, today, uh, actually last night, uh, my mother was admitted to the hospital Something not life-threatening so If you could just make dua for my mother May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure her And grant her success in this world in the next year Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 14 وَإِذَا لَقُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قَالُوا Amana wa ida halau ila shayatini him kalu in na makum kalu in na in na ma nahnu mustahziun. When they meet the believers, they say, We believe. But when they are alone with their evil associates, they say, we definitely are with you. Indeed, we were only mocking. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He begins the verse by saying, وَإِذَا And if they meet, and when they meet, who is they? Who is this referring to? Imam Al-Qurtabi rahimahullah who died in the year 671, after the hijrah of the Prophet He says, this is regarding the munafiqeen. This verse is regarding the munafiqeen, just as the previous verses were regarding the munafiqeen. amanu, Those who believe, who are these believers? Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah, he says, 516 after the hij of the Prophet that's when he died. Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah, he says, when the Munafiqeen Meet the muhajirin and the ansar, the believers around the Prophet wasallam. They say, we have believed. Now, Imam Baghawee rahimahullah, he says, what do they exactly say? They say, we believe in the same way you believe, to the Muslims. And they say, our faith is like your faith. Now, in the books of Tafsir, there are a few narrations, almost three separate narrations, that state that this was regarding the head of the Munafiqeen, Ibn Ubay, and he would go to the believers specifically, like Abu Bakr and Umar, Uthman and Ali, and he would boast in front of them. Right? Salamu alaykum, Abu Bakr the best of Islam, Shaykhul Islam, the second one with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the third in the cave, him and Allah and Nabi says, going and running amok almost, right? Then Umar, assalamu alaykum Umar, strongest man of Islam from this tribe, hyping them up to Ali radiallahu an, you are the cousin of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from the first people who entered Islam, and you are the son-in-law of the Prophet Wasallam. and then he would go to his people, and he would say, "Did you see how I did? Did you see how I was hyping them? How I was saying that we believe in the same thing that you believe, right? And as if they're believers, brothers." And then he would instruct his people to do as you have seen me to do. This is what you're supposed to do. However, Subhanallah, these narrations. Specifically the narration, this one here, is the scholars of hadith, they say this is wahin. This is something that's, يعني, some of the scholars said that it's mawdu'ah, it's fabricated completely. There is another narration that stems from this narration which says that Umar radiallahu anh, he actually went to uh, Ibn Ubayy and he said, يعني, Fear Allah, the munafiqeen the worst creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the filthiest creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he يعني, told him to stop what he's doing. And then he said, no, no, ya Umar, we believe as you believe. We believe, I, I'm like you, I'm your brother in Islam. Even this hadith, however, is weak. Uh, it has يعني, no authentic sanad back to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is what is generally mentioned in the Azbab al-Nuzul of this verse, in the Reasons of Revelation. However, unfortunately, we don't have anything that is authentic That we can say that this is the reason why this happened. But the most that we can say is, it's exactly as the verse says. That when they would meet the believers, they say to the believers, We believe just as you believe. We believe in your faith. Just as you are, we are. You are our brothers in faith. Because this is what the verse says. When these munafiqeen would meet the believers, this is what they would do. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he says, but for every statement of theirs is two faces. This is the sifa of the munafiqeen, the characteristic of the, the hypocrites. That when they would say one thing, they always had a second face. This is the first face. The first face is we believe, just as you believe, when they would meet the believers. وَإِذَا خَلَوْا إلى شياطينهم And when they were alone with their devils, Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah, they say when they returned to their devils. When they secluded with the devils, this is يعني, is in the verse. Wa idha khala means to become secluded. So Imam al rahimahullah, he says the meaning of this seclusion is when they return back to them. When they're not with the believers anymore, when they're separated from them. Now, over here. Shaykhul Islam Al Taymi Rahimahullah he makes it uh, a, a statement in his uh, in as found in Majmu al-Fatawa. It says that the statement here that when they were secluded with the shayateen, this means that they were specifically from the shayateen of the humankind. Because the jinn shayateen, they were with them as they went to the people of the believers. They were always with them, they didn't separate from them. So over here, this verse is showing us. That it's regarding the humans of the shayateen and we're going to get to that insha'Allah. Now the scholars they of tafsir, of they يعني, look at the word ilah that's mentioned over here. Which means what? Ilah, huh? ilah. Two. Two. Ilah means two. Which some of the people have said that this is a mistake in the Qur'an. How can... This, how can you become close either خَلَوْا ila Shayatinihim, And if they, go, they become secluded to their shayateen right? It doesn't really make much sense in the Arabic If you don't know Arabic very well That's the problem Now, the scholars say that ila can have multiple meanings This is important because this is what's used by the kuffar To say that in the Qur'an there are Arabic mistakes There are mistakes in the Arabic language However, the scholars of Tafsir have explained this from the language of the Arabs and said, and said that ilah can have multiple meanings. It can have the meaning of ba, which means with. And it can also have the meaning of ma'a, which is with also. So over here, when they get secluded with their shayateen, right? When they become secluded with their shayateen. Now, the word shayateen, over here in this verse, what does this mean? What does this mean? Now, Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says that the scholars of Tafsir have differences of opinion regarding the word in this verse. Ibn Asr and Suddi are on the same on the opinion that this means the heads of disbelief. So when they became secluded with the heads of disbelief, who were the shayateen? Who are the devils that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling them? One is calling them devils, which is very dangerous. But he's saying when they become secluded with their devils. So who are these devils? Ibn Abbas anhuma, and Suddi rahimahullah. They say, they said that it is the heads of disbelief. The heads of kufr. The worst of the disbelievers. People like, as mentioned by Imam Bahawi rahimahullah, Laishraf in al Medina, who was assassinated by the Prophet وسلم, or by his command. يعني. And others, that are mentioned five specifically, but we don't have time to get into each of their crimes, and each of their issues. But they were Ka'bn al-Ashraf, and this is mentioned by Ibn Abbas, who are these five heads of the Kuffar. If you want to do some extra research, this would be fun. Now Ka'bn al-Ashraf, he was the first in al Medina, Abu Burda in Bani Asram. And Abdul dar in Juhayna. And Awf, Bin Amir In Bani Asad And Abdullah Bin Sauda In Sham Now these specific five Ibn Abbas anhuma, He says These are the heads of Kufr So it means These were the worst of the worst Now imagine If kamnal Ashraf He was يعني, the, the issue with him Was he was Very vulgar in his poetry Against An Nabi alayhi wasalam, One of the staunchest, staunchest enemies Of An Nabi alayhi wasalam, And he was Assassinated on the command of the Prophet wasallam, and his fort actually is still in Medina. If someone wants to go to Medina, when they go, when they go take ziyara, usually, they'll usually take you to the castle, which is one of the oldest remnants of Al-Medina. One of the only things that's still there. And it's the fort of this kafir, who was assassinated by, on the command of the Prophet wasallam. As for the other opinions regarding who these shayateen are, Imam Al-Qurtubi, he also mentions that some of the scholars have said, they are the de- devils of the jinn kind. They are the devils of the jinn kind. And as we mentioned, that this was almost rebuked by Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn rahimahullah as not being uh, the strongest position, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. A group of scholars also mentioned by Imam Al-Qurtubi, they said, that they are the fortune tellers The Quran, The fortune tellers That were around Al-Madina And the scholars state Like Ibn Abbas And others They said there is no fortune teller There is no fortune teller Except That they have devils Shayateen to assist them Now You may think You may think We're in 2023 Sheikh. We're in Australia. There's no such thing as fortune tellers today. I want you when you're walking around sometimes in the manta, in the actual area, yeah, you will see signs that I've have, I've actually pulled some off. In Lekemba, I've actually pulled these signs down saying, call this person, right, this number, if you have yeah, any marriage proposal that you want to get. Sort it This person can sort it out for you If you want to know your future spouse Call this number If you want to know Your next business move Call this number If you want help on your visa <laughs> Sorry, I said this was on there If you want visa assistance right? You want your visa to go through Call this number Or if you have They say spell removal Their own form of ruqiyah and it's usually Hindus or usually yani, Kuffar who are doing these services. Now, these people, what they do, is they sit in dingy rooms and they wait for people with a lack of knowledge. I was waiting for the right word. Uh, right, right word. A lack of knowledge. And they wait for these gullible individuals to come to them. And then they charge you. And they look at your hand, perhaps And they say, oh Big danger here Big danger here, I can tell Or they get you to drink tea or coffee And they read your teacup. It's very common يعني, with the older generation To read the teacups Or the coffee cup To see where the seeds have landed from your mouth Or something, I don't get it Or they ask you This is the worst part When anyone ever asks you What is your mother's name and what is your grandparents' names? What are their names? This is a telltale sign, blanket record that this person is a magician. This person is dealing with shayateen. When anyone asks you, and you, whatever it is, right, if someone says, I'm going to give you nasiha, I've seen this on Instagram recently. Someone sent it to me actually. They said that if you have troubles with anxiety or depression, then send us the following information, right? And a link for a PayPal account, <laughs> obviously, right? And it was send us your mother's name. It's always the maiden name, usually, right? The mother's name and your grandparents' name. And from this, game over. And then they can actually perform magic on you. This is yani, from the first signs. That someone is doing playing with magic. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. Now regardless if the person is a sheikh or not. It's something that's important. Because in some countries, this is being performed by the scholars. So said so said scholars. Where يعne, they will say, this is one story that one of our friends was telling us. You all will know him if I say the name, but I'm not going to say his name. But he was studying in Yemen. And he, one of his friends, I believe, يعne, they lost a laptop. And so they went and complained to the mashayikh And they said We've lost our laptop sheikh You know what I mean His brothers are from the west And the sheikh said go and see so and so This person So the sheikh is sending you to this person And all they had to do Was give him a few information I believe it was the mother's name and the grandparent's name And a few things The laptop was returned Almost within a day or two From what I remember from the story but when even if a sheikh tells you to go and see someone, and the shaykh asks you these questions, there is no hadith that I found when Nabi ﷺ ever asked someone for the purpose of ruqyah to protect someone or preserve someone, give me these information so that I can help you. It was always, if you're a Muslim, I will help you. Right? If you believe in Allah, you testify in me, then I will read on you. I will make dua for you. I will do one, two, and three. But never did an Nabi ask What is your grandmother's name? Give me something from your hair right, So that I can create something for you To remove magic from you It didn't come for This is prevalent in Sydney This issue of fortune tellers Is present in Sydney And we know that this is a form of shirk For the person who goes there We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us This is someone who's now entered in the realm of shirk That's all it is. And a lot of the times, there are certain things that come under fortune telling that people don't take into their minds. For instance, the most prevalent one is the zodiac signs. Zodiac signs is what month you were born in, I believe. right? Or even, subhanAllah, the Chinese years, that if you were born in the year of the dog or the year of the pig or the year of the dragon or whatever it is, they usually had it on the tissue boxes. Do you remember? In the back of the tissue boxes? Do you remember? No? He remembers remember, <laughs> it. I remember how remember is it. he younger and he remembers I it? Remember Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 they come in the papers, they still come on nine, يعني, not, يعني, Channel 9 News Day on the, on the website. يعني, the horoscopes. Okay. That if you were born in this, this is your month going to look like this. This is your month that it's going to look like. This is how it's going to look like or you have certain personality qualities or this this is all haram all of this is chirk. this is all very very dangerous stuff and even if something subhanallah we know that it's usually mixed with batil some truth mixed with batil so they might get one thing right right so say you're born in november right let's just say you're hot headed you got or then they'll say you're very passionate right the chances of them getting that right is like one in six or one in five. It's a 20% chance that they're going to get something right. <laughs> you know what I mean? 20% chance because it's either he's hot or he's not. He's either angry or not. So there's a limit here in how much he can do. So there is going to be elements of truth sometimes. However, regardless of the truth that you might find, it is still not permissible to go into and not permissible to read and not, especially not permissible to take into account and to believe. Because this is now falling into, as we mentioned, shirk. Now, this is important, why we're mentioning it, is because Ibn Abbas is saying that there isn't a single kahin, a single fortune teller, that except he has a hand, he dabbles in the jinn. He dabbles in the shayateen to assist him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. If you just understood the requirements of a shaytan to assist a person, What the person has to do to get this assistance from this shaitan Is unbelievable It's very scary stuff And I don't expect anyone of you to read it But just take my word for it It's some very, very weird things We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us at all times Ya Imam Baghawi rahimahullah He says the other, uh, other opinions on this On who the shayateen are He says that Mujahid stated That it means their own companions from the hypocrites that when they go and they seclude themselves from the believers, they go back to their own munafiqeen, their shayateen, from the hypocrites and the mushrikeen, from the polytheists. And he mentions, Imam Baghawi rahimahullah, he mentions that the word shaytan, where does it come from? He says, it stems from the Arabic word that means al bu'd which means distance, being far away from something. That shaytan comes from the word that shows al bu'd distance and he was called shaytan shaytan was called shaytan due to his distance from goodness because he is very far away from goodness so because of this distance from goodness that is why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described him as a shaytan now imam al-qurtubi rahimahullah he mentions this and he says and as for the meaning of shayatinihim that it means a distance from faith and goodness then this gathers all that was previously mentioned that if it's mentioning those that are far away from goodness then what this means is that everything that's mentioned previously comes under this this is one of those meanings that carries the heads of the kuffar, the heads of disbelief, the munafiqeen and everyone like that, whatever has been mentioned because they're all far away from goodness they are all far away from goodness And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Knows best But can humans be described as shayateen? Yeah so What's the dalil? Human form Let's just go with that one Humans <laughs> Stick with humans Good He used me as dalil Astaghfirullah <laughs> In the musnad of Imam Ahmad Okay This is the hadith that describes If humans can also be shayateen in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, Abu Dharr radiallahu anha, he stated that the Prophet wasallam he said, Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from the devils of the humankind and the jinn kind. And Nabi sallam is telling this ummah to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from the shayateen. Of the jinn and the shayateen of the ins, the humans And then Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu, the first time he's hearing it He says, is it possible for a human to also be a shaytan? Is this a thing? Is this possible? And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, yes, this is possible Now, Shaykh al-Islam al-Taymi he mentions That when can you call someone a shaitan? When is it possible? And he says it's not the person Who goes towards evil And comes back towards good One time here, one time there yani Someone who's between Sometimes he sins and sometimes he does goodness This is not a person who you can call a shaitan Who can you call a shaitan? It's not for you, I'm not, I'm not saying like You go call someone shaitan I'm saying who do the scholars call as shaitan? Is the person who's far away The person who's far away Completely from faith Far away completely from goodness. Far away completely. He doesn't go back to the goodness in any way. He's just completely indulged in being far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not the person who's like Bain, right? A sinner. Who's between sometimes he does good, sometimes he goes to evil. But if a person has no element that he doesn't go back towards good, he's just really far into the sin. He's really far into يعني, that which is haram and that which is evil, then over here, this is who is described as being Shaytan now, I'll, I'll, I'll skip the other part yeah, and We'll get to that in the tafsir of the next verse insha'Allah. Now, قَالُوا inna مَعَكُمْ They say, indeed we are with you قَالُوا inna مَعَكُمْ Indeed we are with you Imam Tabari tabari who died in the year 310 After the hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ, They say, we are with you Upon your religion We are with you upon your religion However, the other scholars have said other statements regarding this is that we are with you in support We are with you and we will support what you will do Right. So it's not that Because if we say that they were munafiqeen and they went to the Jews For instance, hypothetically right? If they went to the heads of disbelief, some of them were Jewish Now it doesn't necessarily mean that the munafiqeen who were upon Perhaps idolatry or whatever they were upon of shirk it doesn't mean they're saying that we are upon you in faith only. No, we're with you in support. We will support your ways. We will assist you. We will help you in against your endeavors against the Muslims. We know you're against them. So we are with you. Right? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I want to heard that one fast. Today is a tough day. Indeed, we were only mocking. So they have to find a need to defend themselves. Because it gets widespread, news spreads, you know what I mean? So, if I have a friend, and let's just say he's a good brother, right? Proper, Quran, Sunnah, according to the methodology of the pious predecessors, Salavi, (laughs) proper, right? And then, like, he goes, three days later, someone tells me he was in the class of so and so. News travels quickly. So, now when he comes back to me, He's going to have to say something to defend his case, right? Because he knows I've found out. He knows I know now. So this is just the way that humans are when they're in a close knit brotherhood, when they're in a close knit gathering, right? Of a communal group, they always feel the need that they need to defend why they might have done something that goes against what they were upon in a group. So say, if there was arafali, for instance, right? Hypothetically speaking. Right. Hypothetically speaking And he came and he started praying with the massage of the sunnah And then word got back Word got back Then he's gonna go back and he's like No, 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 it's just close to my school Or I'm just praying, or, my mate took me or Whatever it is, right It could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing But this is the way humans are But they find a need to defend themselves From what? Saying that they believe to the believers They, they felt this sense of It's almost, you know when you're shameful of an act That's how much they hated Islam. This is where it comes from—a place of arrogance, a a place of pride. So they have this thing that they feel so dirty. They need to come out to their friends and be like, "Well, I'm not like that. No, no, no. I I swear, we were just joking. We were just joking. We were not really believers. No, no, no. We—it's like if someone calls someone, yeah, I mean, right, right. If someone called someone, right." You know what I'm mean? saying? No. If someone said to someone, one of the boys, right, you're not straight. Let's just say he's gonna be like, if he's gonna feel like, no, how dare you say that to me? Of course I'm straight. I, I, I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Like, because he feels that this, this, you like that one. He feels this need to get this off him, this this trauma of him, this accusation off him. This filthy يعني, thing that's there on him He has to get rid of it And he has to get his thing, status back with the people That's what's happening in this verse Subhanallah This is how much they hated Islam That when they went back to their people No, 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 we're not like that We were just joking And the easiest way Easiest way to get out of something Is say we were just joking The easiest way Everyone's like, oh, khalas right? He's just joking So what does this mean? We were only joking. Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says that we truly disbelieve in that which we're called towards. They're calling us to Islam, but we disbelieve in it. We're just joking with them, right? Or it has been said, Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, we make a mockery out of it. So we sit there, we listen, we do everything, but internally we're laughing. This guy thinks he's getting revelation from an angel from the sky. <laughs> That's what they're saying they're doing. That's what they're saying that they're doing, right? Kufri statements. Kufri things, but that's mockery in the deen. It's kufr. If you make fun of any aspect of the religion, whether it's the niqab or the hijab or the beard or the yani, dressing a certain way with your thawb above your ankles, because these are the sha'air of this deen, right? These are the images of Islam. And if someone makes a mockery of a system over here, of one of the elements of deen from the main portions of religion, then this goes into what? Disbelief now You can't make a mockery of a single hadith A single ayah A single thing on this religion Because this is disbelief Then Imam baghawi rahimahullah He says We only, we are only those who mock Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi And his companions Through that which we display of Islam So even the implementation of Islam From the salah And the siyam Whatever they were doing Coming and attending the masajid that was for them making a mockery That was for them a joke We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection Ya Rab. He says يعني, This word over here uh, That they use to describe, describe themselves It comes from the word Al-huz'u Al-huzu, Mustahzi'un It comes from the word Al-huz'u Imam Al-Qurtubi He says This comes from belittling and playing When they belittle something And when they play with something as well. And he says that it has been said that it comes from mocking. Al istihza'u. It comes from mocking. Now, why would the munafiqeen feel the need to do this? Why do they why can't they just be straight out? Why is this, يعني, this element constantly that they're 2 faced? Why did they need to do this? What's the reason? Because it doesn't make sense if you hate someone خلاص, just you hate him. You don't have to be the Jews remained. They remained on their Jewish faith. Right? They remained Jews. And the other Kuffar in Quraysh, they stayed. But why do these people, why do they feel the need to really show this hatred towards Islam internally, but externally they felt the need to join Islam? What was the point? Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he mentions in his tafsir, and he, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, who died in the year 774 after the Hijrah of the Prophet wasallam, he said that these Munafiqeen, what they would do, is that they would meet the believers and they say, We believe as you believe. Okay? We are with you. To the believers. When the munafiqeen would meet the believers, they say, We believe as you believe. They displayed to the believers their faith, their support, and their assistance. They did this as hypocrites, out of deception. Tukya. I want you all to remember that word for a later day. Okay? Taqiyya, Tukya. Why? Ibn Kathir rahimahullah he says To be with the believers and share with them What the believers gained from shares of goodness and bounty Dunya Remember Nabi sallallahu alayhi He came into Medina as a conqueror They gave him basic the reins of this town This place And they gave him authority Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj The two main tribes Ya Nabiullah, you make the decisions We support you He came as a ruler This is now the establishment of a state And the Munafiqeen we said They came from where? Yathrib, they came from al Madina. There was no Muhajir who was a Munafiq No one came from Mecca To al Madina as a Munafiq Because it was too much to give away In Mecca they were in power The Kuffar were in power So that no one would leave that power as a Munafiq So over here these people, they embraced Islam only. They didn't really embrace Islam. But they showed to embrace Islam only for the dunya. Only for the dunya. And as we took in some of the, uh, you know, the previous sessions of some of the Sahaba from Al-Aus and Al-Khazraj, who when they embraced Islam, the leaders, they basically said to their people, we're not going to talk to you until you embrace Islam. Imagine, you know, let's just say, councillor of the suburb, Right, of local council, he literally says to everyone, I'm not going to look at any requests you have. I'm not going to pick up your bins. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, unless you embrace Islam. Think of the falba. Think of the falba. Right? That you can't go to your GP until you embrace Islam. You can't see me until you embrace Islam. You can't get, go to a public school unless you know you embrace Islam. It'd just be complete chaos. Right? But on a, minis- on a small scale, this is what they did. Right? The leaders basically said I'm not gonna, You can do whatever you want But don't expect anything from me I am your leader And I am not going to talk to any person Who is not a Muslim That's his right He deals with whoever he wants to deal with So they all embrace Islam for this convenience And that's why Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says That when, they, يعني, when you would have gained some ghanima Some bounty When you win something Then they actually get displeased But internally they're still happy Why? It's because they're going to get a share of it Because they're Muslim They're part of the Muslims So they did this only to what? All they did Everything they did Was completely for the dunya And subhanallah The dunya, my brothers and sisters Is something That can make a person blind When you chase the dunya And the dunya becomes your only goal It can make you completely blind to what you are supposed to do on this earth And you here on this dunya Are not supposed to chase it continuously Because on the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says On that day wealth will be of no benefit Wealth on that day will not be of any benefit On that day So you can run and try to get as many As much money as you want But on the day of judgment That is not going to benefit you What's going to benefit you? Except the one who comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With a pure heart A heart that is free from shirk Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah He says And he says Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah is a beautiful yani, passage He says it doesn't have envy It doesn't have malice It doesn't have any marad It doesn't have any sickness That takes a person away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's what a qalb salim is right? A qalb that's upright That's correct it's just A heart that's on the fitrah As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Is a heart that's upon tawheed A heart that is upon True monotheistic faith And that is That which is far away from shirk And far away from evil We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us Next week's lesson Is regarding What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Does to these people As a result of their mocking Their joking They're only joking but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes an example of them Next week insha'Allah We go through what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala How he mocks these people How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a mockery of them Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah He's got about nine aqwal <laughs> Nine different statements of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Makes a mockery of these people We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection Forgive me brothers, I know the lesson is a bit shorter yani Yesterday I was really caught up Going to the hospital and whatnot. Uh, for my mother so if you can just again remind yourselves just يعني, keep her in your dua inshallah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect and preserve all of you and your families barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa jazaakumullahu khayra wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh this program was presented by Al Bayan radio the voice of al sunnah wal jamaa